This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology show. Your host, Meryl Vandermerva, loves using technology to streamline her life and to make lessons more engaging. She is a graduated homeschool mom and teaches homeschoolers at her local co-op classes and online at fundafundaacademy.com. Whether you are tech-challenged or someone who loves technology, this show is for you. And here's your host, Meryl Vandermerva. Hello, and welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology podcast. This is your host, Meryl Vandermova, and today in episode 122, I want to talk to you a little bit about taking time to save time with tech. I hope that today's episode will be uh, of practical help to you. It's going to be different to many of the episodes we've had recently. I'm not going to be sharing with you any specific piece of software, but rather just some overall advice. And I'm doing this really based out of personal experience, something that happened just recently. So I'm the uh, head coach of a Science Olympiad team. And this year, as with so many other contests and things, the Science Olympiad went virtual. Science Olympiad National took the time and developed a very cool platform so that testing could continue virtually and be almost similar to doing it in person. Our team has done a number of invitationals, which is kind of like a scrimmage, where you just for fun are taking tests and they can win medals, etc. but they're competing against schools all around the country. Now, usually we travel to just two or three of those during the season, but because it was online, uh, we didn't have to travel, we did quite a few. And this platform that was developed worked really well because what happens with Science Olympiad is students actually work in pairs and in some events even three of them on the test together. So they study together, take the test together. So when you're working virtually, you need some a way to actually be able to work on the same test. It also gave, it was a platform that was fantastic in the fact that the students could talk to the event supervisor during the test, etc. I used it both as a coach um, where we had like a sign which students were doing which events and also uh, both I and um, Heather Fulgham, who's one of the other Finder Finder teachers, both of us actually were also um, events. We actually ran events at two different invitationals, so we sought from the back. It worked just well. However, we've just now had our regional in our state, and they decided not to use the platform that worked so well. And this is the frustrations in having to deal with this kind of led me to do this episode. And um, I understand why they didn't. The, um, the person who runs our state uh, really seemed to have been left trying to run the whole thing himself. And he's an older gentleman. And for him, it was very daunting to try and figure out how to do this virtually. He did know about the platform and he was sent it. But when he took one look at it, it just looked so complicated. And I understand because I've used it. And I know the first time we kind of looked at it, it has sort of lots of options and things. And it's not the most user friendly, I must admit. It took us a little bit of time, but people have been making videos explaining it. And, you know, there's places to go and ask for help. And it does work well. So, yes, I agree. Not super user friendly, but not that hard to use. However, I do understand how when he saw it, it just looked too much. He didn't seem to have anybody who was helping him. And so he was left to make the decision whether to use it or not. Now, he has a board, but I don't know that they'd really looked at it. And he just felt that it was going to be too hard. And so he chose not to use it. And instead of to use, instead to use a combination of Zoom and Google Forms to actually do the testing. 
and this has really not worked out well. The first thing is they just didn't think through was that the Zoom rooms I have been too full, so not all the students could get in at a time because I mean testing happened at a specific time. Um, Google Forms has made it very tricky for doing it virtually because you can't have two students working on the same form at a time. And there have been various other issues that would have been alleviated had they used the platform. And it just struck me that I think looking at it now, I'm very sure, yes, they would have to have taken time to work out the platform. I know that, but we have regional, we have state. The time spent on the front end, just learning the new system would have saved them so much time down the line because he has bent over backwards to try and make it all work and try and make things right. And he has put in so many more hours trying to sort this out than if he had used the software that was designed to actually solve the problem in the first place. And so that's what I first wanted to talk about today is that there is so much tech out there now. And I often will suggest something to a parent who is struggling with something and say, well, if you used say for instance scheduling Trello, that would make your life a whole lot easier. And you just sort of see the deer in the headlights look where it's like, yeah, but it's something new and just looks like it's too difficult and too much. And so they don't do it. Whereas if you did implement something like Trello to schedule your kids work, in the long run, you would be saving a lot of time because it's something that you could, you could sort of reuse the format from week to week, even from year to year, for instance, we do run our Science Olympiad um, training off of Trello because we can reuse assignments that we've posted, etc. Um, Evernote is something else that I think saves a lot of time and I use it in a very simplistic fashion. It's just a great way to bookmark sites that you see and products you might want to investigate further. And so you've got them all together, then over the summer you could have a look through and start to plan your year ahead. And it's it's an easy way to put ideas into, you know, um, groupings of the same thing. And we have a whole episode on, we've had an episode on Trello. We've also have episodes on Evernote. And there may be other things that will be really advantageous for you to use. And maybe you've heard things on this podcast that you thought, I really should try and look into it. Maybe you even pulled up the website and you thought, oh no, this is too hard. I want to suggest to you that you don't just give up and you give it a shot. And so what do you do? What do you do when you look at something and you think this might really solve my problems? It might be in the long run, save me a lot of time. Well, I'm going to suggest you go first to a place like YouTube. Go and see, are there nice walkthroughs where they actually show you how to use a product? Because if you could just follow along and see how to get going, that might just give you all the help you need and you can carry on. Um, you could also ask your kids if you have teens. They tend to uh, be very intuitive and be able to help you. And you could ask them to show you. You can also come and come along to our Facebook group, the Homeschooling with Technology podcast community. You can come in there or just email me um, at uh, meryl at uh, .com. You can email me and say, I would really love some help. I've looked on YouTube. I cannot find anything simple to get me going on this particular site you have mentioned. I would be happy to make you a quick little tutorial to show you just how to start. We've come to expect things to be easy. This is an instant culture and we've got used to, we just want things to work straight away. But honestly, the things that are worthwhile in life often take some effort. And so spending a little bit of time taking the effort to actually learn how to do something can often save us a lot of time in the long run. Now I realize when you're trying to juggle housework 
and homeschooling the kids and running them to the extracurricular activities, trying to figure out how to use Trello can be more than you can manage. Leave it until summer if you can't do anything now. Spend, use summer to start to look into things that you think to yourself might really help you. Play around with it then so that when the new school year comes, you're ready to get going. And expect to make some mistakes, expect to have to redo things, but once you get it working, it's going to save you so much time. Then I want to just talk about another little scenario. So that's the first thing, as don't be scared of new software if you think it might actually help you and spend some time to figure it out. There are times that when you know you're going to have to use software and it's a case of which one to use. And this is something that I see a lot in some of the homeschool blogger Facebook groups that I'm in. The one thing in particular is when they're looking for software to run uh, online classes with. And obviously, you know, that's something that um, I do through Finder Finder and many other people are starting up and they're wanting to find something. And I will see so often as somebody is asking the question, somebody else coming and saying, well, I started with this, then that, then I did this, and then I did that. And I was like, wow, that's a lot of change. Now, I, I, I have changed over the years, but really mine was because as we grew, I started with a very simple system. I just had one class I was teaching, so I did use Edmodo, which I'm not even sure if it exists anymore, and then Schoology. Um, and moved into that. But then when I realized that I was really going to be doing this seriously, I did a lot of research. And this is what I want to say to you is research if you're wanting to use a, you know, something very substantially. So for instance, you could use just Google Sheets to uh, to keep track of grades when your kids get to high school, or you could use um, software that you could purchase, some kind of homeschool tracking system. In fact, Homeschool Tracker is one of them, which is, I think I use their free version. I'm not sure if they have a free version anymore. But particularly if you're going to spend some money, you want to start to see, is this actually matching up to what I want? Now, the first thing you have to do is you need to sit down and say, what do I want from the software? So, if, you know, instances of these homeschool bloggers, they need to sit down and say, who are now trying to start a, a course, what am I going to want it to be able to do? to write down all the non-negotiables and then the like-to-haves so that you know what you need out of something. If you're going in without a clear idea of what you need, you're likely to end up with the wrong product. Um, obviously, you know, it doesn't matter if you're just trying to create a birthday card and you're just going to be, let's try Canva, let's try Adobe Spark. It's just a small thing. But when you're actually wanting to do something big, as I said, something like you know, keeping you the grades and you want to be doing this over all four years of your kids' high school and maybe you've got more children coming behind, you don't want to keep changing platforms, make sure that what you're going to spend some money on is going to be what you're wanting. Um, so once you've done your specs and you know what you think you're wanting, then you can start to look around. And this is when you can Google to find information. So I will often look at blogger reviews to see when I'm looking for a new piece of software, what do different people say about it or plug in for my website. And I will see what different people are using theirs for and what they say. I would go on perhaps to YouTube and get some YouTube reviews. Um, you can go onto forums like Reddit and go and see what, what's going, what's being said there about it. Do some research, ask around in Facebook groups that you know you perhaps are already in that where you could ask those kind of questions and say, who's using this? Why do you like it? Why don't you like it? And all the time be looking also to try and see that will the software do everything you want it to do. You could also email um, customer service of the particular software if you're going to be paying for it. So, you know, when I was looking at what to host our um, 
classes on. For me, there were some things that were non-negotiable. I knew that I needed rubrics because the teachers, we like to actually show very clearly to the students what we're requiring from them. I knew I wanted peer reviews because we use that in some of the classes. So it needed to be that functionality. Some of the teachers want the ability to drop the lowest grades. They want to be able to weight um, uh, your actual grades as well so that some things count for more than others. I wanted to be able to force students to do the work in a specific order. And I don't do that in all my classes, but there are some things that are building one upon the other. I don't want them just jumping around and doing uh, you know, things in any order because it doesn't make sense. I want them to first, you know, particularly like in history, they've got to keep going in order. They can't just jump around. They're not going to get the flow of history otherwise. Um, so they, they, are, they obviously need a, a way to actually be able to communicate with me. They need a way to be able to communicate with each other. I want them to be able to do group work because that is a skill that they need. I know it's something many kids hate, but you need to know how to do that before you get to college and before you get into the workplace. So all those things which are really important um, and nice to have for me because I use Canvas as my LMS is that it was free. What's not great is that it doesn't integrate with um, my website when you purchase. So for us, we actually have to send out the link to say, here's where you have to click to get into the classroom. That's a pain. But I looked at all the software that I could integrate in. So you literally would buy it and you'd be automatically onto the website. And it just didn't have all the other functionality that I needed. Plus, of course, it's not the parent who's buying the class that needs to get in the class. It's the student anyway. So that was another reason why it didn't make a lot of sense to prioritize that. But I knew what I was looking for. And I've now been on the same platform for years. And I haven't needed to move where I see so many people who hadn't gone through that carefully um, having to keep changing. And so that's another thing. You know, you, you don't want to once you're on a platform and you've been a lot of time putting... Um, things into it you don't want to have to say oh this isn't quite right and I'm going to change again because then that time wasted and just the effort and the um, demoralization having to redo work it's hard so rather do your homework up front take time to save time with tech so I think these are just two different areas that I wanted just to encourage you to slow down um, spend some time and say so the holiday time is obviously a great time we're sort of coming up now to the summer um, and you know tech is fantastic and it saves time but make sure you've you know you take time to learn new packages and take time to figure out what you actually are wanting well there's not really going to be much in the show notes but um, the show notes will be found at homeschoolingwithtechnology.com and uh, obviously you can come and join our Facebook group that I mentioned earlier. would love to see you there. And uh, remind, remind to go, remember to go and have a look at some of the classes offered by show sponsor where I teach, funderfunderacademy.com and see if it's a good fit for your family. And I will see you again, same time, same place next week. Thanks for tuning in to Homeschooling with Technology with Meryl Vandermerva. Visit her at fundafundaacademy.com and homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. Homeschooling with Technology is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.